Hi, uh, welcome to Production Values Podcast. Uh, today we've got James Langton, the Operations Director of UTC Events. And uh, yeah, it was a really, really lovely chat. Um, talked about many, many things, uh, about the overall running of the business and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we recorded this uh, in his living room. So uh, there's a little bit of uh, car noise and stuff because he lives on, a, on the high street in a flat. Uh, so there might be a bit of car noise and some beeping and some other stuff. Um, there's also a couple of little moments where we may uh, censor a, a couple of words, a couple of names dropped during the podcast just to protect the innocent and, um, and make sure uh, we're not sued. Um, <laughs> Uh, anything you want to add, Tim? No, no, you definitely covered it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this chat. It was fun. It's a few table taps, a few pops. Um, yeah. As yet unedited, we'll see what happens We're with talking that. about, that's, as I say in the podcast, it's the production values, or maybe I didn't even say it in the podcast, but it's the production values of other events, not the production values of this podcast. So let's, you know, let's, let's take the magnifying glass off us. But it's all good. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Enjoy. Anyway. Stand by opening reveal sequence. Standby stage management for artist entry stage left. Standby VTQ2. Standby switching preset 14. Standby LXQ 1.2. Standby sound Q48 followed by walk up sting 3. Opening reveal sequence, go. Well, hello. Uh, welcome to the Production Values Podcast. Uh, we are sat in the delightful living room of the suavest man in production and bleeding heart Arsenal fan, James Langton. <laughs> so, 15, um, 15 seconds in and yeah. we're talking about Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, okay, is, this, comes, this comes on the following day of Arsenal losing 3-0 at Crystal Palace. It does. So, uh, this is an excellent well, start. Well, on the back of a, a terrific run of form that's seen us lose about seven in a row. But excellent. It's fine, it's fine. We'll move on and we'll talk about production. <laughs> yes. I, I don't promote any football chat in this mm. podcast, by the way. Okay, well, that's fine. Put um, down. You've, been, you've been slapped down. <laughs> Tim's done you. Thank right, you. okay, that's, that's it. That's, oh, I just needed a 60 seconds. <laughs> Get it out of your system. To have that moment. On We're record. done. You get so, 60 seconds every three podcasts. Every so three I, podcasts, yeah, yeah. I get 60 seconds of football. You can chat. split it up into 20 second chunks <laughs> if you want. Well, that's it. Excellent. All right. Cool. And you're already over your quota. <laughs> <laughs> and we do these monthly as well, so it's going to be another year before I can oh, have yeah, another yeah. chat. Oh, that's fine. I'll use it all up in one go. Um, and yeah, uh, James Langton, who is the uh, head of operations, direct, op- operations Hello. director, operations director of operations, yes, director of operations for Under the Covers uh, or UTC you- events. Yeah, UTC events. I think, uh, yeah, we are working hard to, to clarify. We've come from under the covers function band was what it was for many, many years. Um, and we've grown and developed that into an events company. Uh, so many people know us as under the covers. Um, yeah. But uh, the sort of the, the company is uh, UTC events. And we have uh, many more strings to our bow these days than just um, just the function band, um, which is great. Yeah. So thank you very much for having me. Lovely yeah. to see you both. Yeah, it's good to be here. I mean, looking around James's living room, this is... Uh obviously a man who has a very large interest in music and obviously can play more than one instrument here so Ooh, there's, yes. obviously, there's obviously a background <laughs> interest there uh, that has worked into it being a job so um, I guess I really want to know is how did you actually get to, to starting UTC and then moving into the uh, you know to it being UTC event 
I think uh, the way that you put it is really interesting because it is something that's just sort of uh, been a hobby and a passion for many, many years that has grown into into what I do. Um, I'm sort of a, a man who um, enjoys doing what they want. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm sure that's the right way of putting it, but um, I do what I love and I love what I do, to quote my mug that's sat in front of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, the, the you know, I've always enjoyed music, the old cliche for as long as I can remember. Um, when I was younger, um, I pursued every record that I could possibly find. Um, I was never much of a player, funnily enough, despite the instruments. Um, I was never much of a player um, until I became a sound engineer and I wanted to be able to talk to musicians more. Um, so that's why I've sort of picked these up. But the records and um, uh, and the vinyl players and are something that's been part of my life for many, many years. And I'm going to be a little bit, obviously, I know uh, there's probably going to be quite a few sound engineers listening to this, but I was a DJ before I was a sound engineer, and I'm one of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes two of us. Takes yeah, a breath. Yeah. Wonderful. So that, that's kind of how I got through. You know, I was a DJ, and then people would, uh, you know, I'd go along and DJ around bands. Uh, I, I was very much hanging out with musicians and musical people because that's what I loved. Uh, that then developed into, well, you're coming on the show, do you want to drive the van? Which then developed into, oh, well, you're not doing anything while we're performing, so why don't you look after the desk? And then I needed to know what the desk meant. Um, from then on, you know, the work was coming as the DJ um, and I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed hanging around with, with um, that scene and that crowd and that industry. Um, so I then went and studied and became a sound engineer. Um, and that's kind of how I, how I got to um, having all of these lovely things in, in my front room. Excellent. Cool. Um, how was so... When you started, well, it was a UTC band at that stage. I didn't start the band. So you the, didn't start the band. The band was started by a friend of mine called Adam Burkett um, about 10 years ago okay. this September. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes, long time. Um, and they were just a four-piece rock and yeah. roll band going out and doing um, pub gigs, weddings, whatever they could get their hands on, as uh, is the wont of early 20-something musicians, I guess. Excellent. Um, so that's that's kind of where it came from. And I, whilst being going out and DJing and, uh, and getting involved in, uh, I moved to Manchester uh, eight, nine, nine years ago now. Um, and just did it, was doing everything I could do to go out and, and party, basically. Um, and in that, got to um, got to helping out with Adam and uh, and one of my housemates at the time um, was in that original band. Um, and we, uh, I went out with him, did my DJ thing, looked after the desk, <laughs> uh, and me and Adam just sort of hit it off and, and just sort of did more and more and more and more and more and more, more together, and um, ended up just sort of having more events than we would care to. Uh, shake a stick out. Amazing. And um, that that progression, um, what, so you started off with a four-piece band, now kind mm -hmm. of what is your standard show? What's your, what, what kind okay. of packages would you say that UTC offers now? So UTC events um, kind of has, uh, as I say, a few different strings to its bow. So we kind of do, um, we do live music and we operate kind of like an agency. If you think of under the covers, although we manage it in-house, so we book all the musicians, mm -hmm. we book all the engineers, um, we deal with all the clients uh, and we then go and put on the actual events, be they weddings, corporates, whatever. And we do, we do that and that's kind of our, our bread and butter. I guess mm. um, uh, alongside that we also do event management so I've got a few um, events coming up this year weddings where I'm 
uh, in, in charge of sort of coordinating the whole thing with the client and they're running it on the day specifically as a manager. We do um, videography. Um, so we, we do sort of packages where um, we will go and do the traditional videography thing of filming a day of someone's wedding or something along those lines. Um, at the moment, I'm working on a video um, with uh, for a client who just wants to do a nice sort of five minute short video for his wife's 50th birthday. So there's all that sort of thing. Um, uh, and then obviously we have um, we run our, our PA department yeah. um, and, and we do events where we go and be the AV guys as well yeah. so there's there's quite a few different strings to it so in terms of a standard package um, it's <laughs> it, we, we do we, we do whatever the client needs to make their event great yeah. um, but a lot of a lot of what we do is is six seven eight nine piece bands yeah. I guess yeah, but no, that's that's the most interesting thing. You know, you have that, that start off ten years ago with the four core members of a sort of covers rock and roll band, and then you've developed into having you know many different options, different packages, different ways of developing it. And it's interesting that kind of corner of the market in function work and corporate events, how big that has got. Yeah, and whether that's do you feel that that's getting bigger? Do you feel that there's now that you've developed and got a little bit bigger, are you having to compete against? It's an interesting one. It's not necessarily... There's loads of event-type work going on in, in the Northwest, from my experience. Yeah. So there's, there's there's always plenty to do. Uh, and a lot of the companies that we um, call friends rather than, than, than competition, <laughs> I think, um, we end up working with, you know, because yeah. some people have, have good qualities. And it's all about when you're coming together to put on something um, of, of any entertainment, you know, whether yeah. it's video, whether it's audio, whether it's, it's music, whatever it is is um it's about making people happy and delivering the best product and uh, mm. working with people you know um it, i certainly have met loads of people in the last few years that it's great you, you get along and there's a big scene with it be it amongst engineers and sound engineers there's a huge scene um but also in terms of the events companies yeah you know, you you end up building. You you know you know you can walk into hotels and, and know people all around yeah. Manchester, which is really good, uh, a real good fun perk of the job that I really yeah. enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's it's been interesting how it's changed, um, and um, yeah, one thing has sort of led to another, and I think. Uh, that can just be put down to sort of Adam and my sort of entrepreneurial. Excellent. spirit I think yeah. just just the the willingness to get involved whatever comes along it's mm. you, you just you you get on board with it you know if someone so you're there to entertain at yeah. the end of the day so there's no strict rules you know even with a band on stage there's no strict rules if you go with the flow you're there yeah. to it complement and and make things the best they can for people so you know that's that's the way I look at it and I think uh yeah it's there's some fun to be had so um there is obviously quite a lot of competition out there mm -hmm. Um, while you're saying that you know you you manage to remain friendly, um, obviously there has to be this. Or I'm assuming that there is this situation where people will approach potentially your friends within the industry, always trying to undercut each other. Do you find that that's kind of an issue, or you know, is it generally that you uh, you don't okay. necessarily try and tread on each other? No, I mean the the interesting thing. That's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, I think um, the biggest thing we have. Uh, at our part of the market because we are um, we do a lot of wedding bands um, a lot of our competition um, have a lot less overheads than we do don't approach things in the same way you know we yeah. want to sort of build 
uh, build a, a, a you know a, a, a bigger business out of this. I think than than just your average function band. Um, I think and a big problem that we deal with, for example, is charging VAT in the market that we're in. You know, we're up against other six piece bands that um, don't take on as much work as we do. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. to and but also don't take on as many overheads as we yeah. do. So you know, it's really tricky to. Um, to uh, kind of justify, I guess, a lot of the time we spend a lot of our time talking to our clients about what, why, why we invest in the things that we do and why we, we do go for the, the AV equipment that we, we think it's important, why we do send out sound engineer with, yeah. with all of mm-hmm. our bands. For example, we, 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 you know, we keep office hours, we're well committed to um, being involved with our clients and making sure that they understand why it's worth spending the money mm-hmm. on these things. I think, yeah. um, especially when you come to um, the wedding band industry in particular, um, I don't think a lot of the time people realise... Um, you know how not how much money it is to get to get decent performers to come and do your thing but you know in a in a everybody loves music it's really popular so you you know we're up against people will will take a wedding band out for four or five hundred pounds you know and working with the sorts of people we do and the sorts of equipment that we do and trying to do things in the way that we want to do them we it's going to be more money than that yeah. and and you know people don't factor that in when it's one-off events or with you know when they're booking their weddings uh yeah we come up across that quite a lot um but i think no i think generally in terms of the musician contractor side of uh, of things um i think the competition is healthy i honestly believe that and i, I wouldn't um I wouldn't uh, harbour any bad feelings towards anyone else for going out and doing essentially the same thing that I'm doing on a daily basis. Yeah. So you know, all is fair in love and war, and yeah. you, you put it you put it behind yourself. And it, you know, it's a shame um, when th- when things do happen where you get conflicts of business, but it's just a fact of life, isn't it? At the yeah. end of the day, you, yeah. you, you you know, you put it behind you and you um, you you man up. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So um, you've obviously have to maintain. A large roster of artists yeah. to be able to. I mean, there's obviously fluctuations in the business. I know that weddings obviously will more likely happen during the summer months. Sure. Um, but I mean, you can fill in the gaps with corporate work, with things yes. like that. Um, how do you find your artists mm-hmm. uh, and how do you go about putting them together in okay. a band? I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that you've got people that you know you can put in any scenario, they can turn sure. up and play with a group of people they've barely seen or spoken to and they'll be fine but you'll obviously i'm assuming have other people where they they formed a kind of uh what's the word i'm looking a, for a bond, cohesive, a, yeah. Bond, yeah. Cohesive. chemistry even. Yeah, chemistry yeah, yeah. yeah. An act together yeah so you try and play with that as much as possible i think it's a really interesting question and we as with uh management of any kind in the entertainment industry you um you have to constantly evolve it and you mm. have to uh uh, yeah, work with people all the time. You know, uh, a lot of the people that we work with. We, okay, so to answer your question about where people come from, we have various different methods of uh, recruitment. At very basic level, they get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, we will always ask for um, uh, some promotion from them. A video is always best because, mm-hmm. from our perspective, uh, it's a performance rather than just yeah. a, a, an ability to to play your instrument. Um, so we will always ask for that. So if someone if someone contacts us directly and says, "Look, I'm a guitarist. I've heard about you guys, or I've been searching them online and I found you. Can I come and, and get involved?" Um, that's one, and we will take all of those uh, very seriously because you know recruitment is a huge part of it because the industry is so um, fluid mm. uh, amongst performers. Because you have to 
you have to remember they they don't work for you. They're not your staff. Yeah, yeah. They're the contractors, you know. Um, so you have to respect that, and you have to understand that you are contracting them to do a job, and you have to respect them. You can't, I can't then go in and sort of say, well, you're going to be like this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that yeah. much. I can give them a job description, but I can't sort of. Uh, they're not my they're not my staff they work for themselves yeah. uh, so it's a it's a real it's a real tricky one the second way is um we obviously have biannual auditions we tend to do them in november and january as that's when we get some time to have a yeah. think about what we're going to do <laughs> um and a lot of people come through those we have an affiliate partnership with um the royal northern college of music oh brilliant um, there's a guy who runs the course there. They they started a popular music course uh, about four years ago, run by a guy called Andy Stott, um, who I yeah. went and um, met him really, really sort of soon after he started that. And I sort of said, look, here's what we're looking to do. We've got lots of, you know, we're taking lots of bookings on bands, and we can't. Um, we need a we need a flow of musicians, um, you know, because of the way we're we're looking at doing things. We appreciate that, you know, we are not the sort of people that we're sitting there just dividing up a grand and saying there you go there's 250 each let's go and do this show we we want them to just turn up and, and play their instruments um uh, but we want to give them regular work uh, and so the this um the synergy was there with that at the time which was really good and now i think in terms of the bands that we put out we're probably about 50 to 60 percent i would say rnc ex rncm students yeah. or current mm. rncm students it's a lot you know we put out up to six or seven bands on the same night under the same name playing mm -hmm. from the same repertoire mm -hmm. um, and a good a good 60% of those have come through the RNCM um, which is really good it's been a great relationship and we've got some really good performers it's been such a pleasure to work with them all the way through and watch them watch them kind of grow mm -hmm. I guess Amazing. Um, and, you've got a similar, and you've got a similar thing with SSR as well ah I'm working on it um I'm working on it. I obviously have really good relationships, having been through the course with Jay Beard, um, especially, obviously, as it's live, everything we do is live engineering. Um, he's been the man who's sort of been the one to go to. Uh, um, uh, we have had some success through there. I have to say the, more su the most success I've had is when I was there yeah. and the people that I studied with and came through the course with. Yeah. Um, since then, it's been a mixed bag of people who've either come through or um or not really mm -hmm. uh, i've been surprised by the lack of interest i would say from the students when we've been um in terms of putting notices up into we, we went a couple of months ago and put a notice up in the school um and i think we've had one person get in touch with us off the back of that mm. um which is a bit of a surprise yeah. um so i would have expected more but um Listen, I will keep uh, tapping up Jay because um, yeah, SSR is cool, and I, I enjoyed my time there. So I'm keen yeah, to yeah. keen to keep up the connections. Yeah, Just wait until some of those students actually start becoming freelancers and they realise how many gaps in their uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. work schedule they have. That hindsight, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and when you're studying, it's an easy and gap. It's an easy thing to fall into as well. Mm -hmm. I think. And yeah. speaking from my personal experience of working, because I've you know done fair a fair bit of work for. Uh, UTC events. Oh, yeah. So for the listener, Liam and I do know each other. You may have gathered oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from the Chelsea. From the, from the, from the earlier bounce. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've worked with, I've worked with uh, good old James Langton before. And, um, and it's, and I, what I can say is that, yeah, the band, the musicians that you're working with are brilliant. They're so tight. They know every song. It's really, really easy. Like it's one of those things with, mm. 
I find with there's certain shows where as long as you get everything working, you're 80% of the way there. Mm-hmm. And UTC shows mm-hmm. are like that. If everything's working, yeah. you don't really need to do too much in terms of actual mixing or anything like that because it's just there. It works because the, the music is good. The... Um, the musicians are very, very good. The equipment they're using is good. Um, and since we've, you've, your PA has PA equipment has developed as well. Like you know that everything coming out is exactly what's being put in. Yeah. Um, so it's just a lot easier, it's, and you can just run it really, really well. Well, I remember, um, I remember when I started, it was it was such a good opportunity for me. I came from taking DJ gigs for sixty quid to all of a sudden. You know, it wasn't ideal. And when I started doing engineering, it was always a case of, yeah, I'd love to take these big shows working for these big pop stars. But at the end of the day, I then went off on a weekend and all right, it was, you know, it was a wedding and it's not the glitz and glam of, of doing big venues or whatever. But you get to work with some really really good people yeah. in terms of the musicians that are there. And that was always a big pull because, you know, even though we, we work with a certain section of the musicians and engineers within Manchester, once you're in, everyone knows everyone and you, yeah. the connections are incredible. So the opportunities that have come from it and the people that come in. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, and, and then on the gear side as well, just getting to go home and work with the same stuff we were working with in SSR in yeah. terms of the D&B rigs was just, it was really nice to be able to get that yeah. balance. And that's kind of, that was a big thing for me at the start. Mm. I wasn't motivated by the money necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. in college. It was just a case of, you know, I got, I get to do these things. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is, this is my job. This is yeah. cool. Now you do, you do seem, uh, they, there's a, uh, there's a UTC management like WhatsApp group. Uh, so you can have like a running idea of exactly what's going on. <laughs> or you can be kept up at like three you, o'clock in the morning or, or because when I'm, certain engineers are or, driving home from exactly. shows listening to the Disney channel or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll find that video. We'll find that video. For a future podcast. Uh, I'll sort you out, Tim. No but, but what's amazing about it is, you know, you always say like, oh, it's a great party. It's a really, really lovely time. And it's, it's, it's kind of shows how much you're really enthusiastic by, 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 by the work that you do, which is a yeah. really, really positive thing. And that's what's... I think what maybe says a lot about the success that maybe UTC events have had is because the clients see how enthusiastic you are, the musicians see how enthusiastic you are, the engineers see how enthusiastic you are, and they're like, why? <laughs> but yes. but they still want to keep working for you, yeah. and that's I think that's a really really important thing. Well, we try and we try and encourage, and it's really difficult when you're working with contractors. And there are a couple of in terms of the the way that we structure our uh, under the covers function band. There are some clear sort of competitors in the market, especially in the south of the UK. Yeah, and it, it, uh, looking at you know com- not to mention any names, but comparing comparing the way that we operate, we do want to enhance our family vibe you know we, we it's really important to us it's really difficult to do it involves a lot of like personal keeping in touch with people and um you know making sure that we spend some time with everybody that we work with even if they're just coming in to do a couple of shows you know you want to mm. get to know that person a little bit and you want to have something to be able to say to them when you see them socially as, as yeah, well as as well course. as work so it's really important that i'm glad that you feel that way liam yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i do i do I'm very I think that definitely what I, I worked with james uh on a few occasions when i was still freelancing um generally it went well I do remember one gig where we were particularly scuppered by the fact that we were sharing power with the kitchen, which did cause one or two errors, <laughs> one or two issues during the show. Um, but the, the thing I actually wanted to get onto there is that, um, 
you employ the musicians, but you have a lot of your own equipment. Yeah. And I think that that does make a difference to be able to see that all of the amps are clean. I mean, yeah. working in the smaller venues, you've seen the kit that some band members will show up with mm. and expect to either work or hold down. Or And it's not people walking in just going, I've just bought this, I'm going to give it a go this gig. Yeah. Or someone turning up and just saying, I had some issues with this amp last time we played a gig. I mean, how has it been trying to amass that stock was it ever was it ever a goal to even amass the equipment um because i mean you've got a fair amount of kit and you can cover pretty much all bases from what mm. i understand now yeah i mean well it, it's the events world there's always more yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> always more wait till they change the frequency bandwidth again oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, heard, I heard all about that on my uh, on my shore wireless training day yeah well, they yeah they're taking out taking out 600 hertz they're, that's going to be digital tv now um so this, and we're clearing out well. a big area for 5g it's going to be great. It's all fun and games. Well, it keeps, it keeps, you know, yeah. it keeps the food on the table. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, <laughs> you can get, you're going to get shoes that can order pizza online, which is going to muddy up the amount of Wi-Fi wireless traffic and stuff. So everything that's in like that two point six gigahertz range is going to start going squiffy. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> oh, it's fun. <laughs> Excellent. I look forward to it. Uh, I think. Um, it's an interesting one. We, we've come, uh, obviously, you know a little bit about where we were a couple of years ago in mm. terms of how yeah. we've gotten our gear. Now, when we first started, um, because it was just a band, we were operating out of Adam had purchased a small unit on monthly rent in uh, an access unit in uh, an industrial state in Sharston. Uh-huh. It had no power. It was just a roll-up shutter that we kept a couple of uh, EV PAs in. Yeah, the SX range the e oh what was it something i can't remember what they were sx sx 80s or something along those lines but um yeah they were great we've still got them they still work but the point is we were never set up um as a pa company per se i did my best um but it was it was difficult and i had nothing to work with what we then did was we signed a deal with a company in north manchester called mts who we had dealt with previously Uh, adam had always rented off them whenever he needed anything um in the early stages of, of under the covers so it was sort of the natural choice to go with them um and we signed a contract that enabled us to get fairly decent rates on professional grade PAs uh, for two years, uh, which was great and worked out really well for us. What uh, it enabled us to do was basically take any amount of bookings on one mm-hmm. night with the knowledge that we, more often than not, we'd have the PA coverage up yeah. to the standard that we needed to go mm-hmm. with it. So over the last two years, and that contract finished in December of this year. So in the last two years, we've been able to sort of, it, we, as I mentioned earlier, we've been able to take up to sort of six or seven under the covers function band bookings mm-hmm. on the same night in various different parts of the country, which is great. Um, and now what we've decided to do is now we've got that level of book uh, of bookings up and, and that level of business and that level of turnover, we've then applied for funding and we have set ourselves up as a PA company. We've heavily gone down the audio route because that's what we need 
Yeah. Um, but the, lev- the we do do events where we will do um, awards ceremonies. We will do conferences. We don't have many, but it's enough of a foothold to want to invest in the stuff yeah. and push it when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Once we've you know paid back our investment at the moment <laughs> um, and we've made what we have work, we'll then we'll then start looking at it. I'm sure the future will be uh, bigger than it is now. But um, yeah, for now we have a very decent amount of stuff to be to be getting on with, which is which is cool and taking up a lot of my time (laughs) (laughs) amazing (laughs) but yeah can i bring you back to um a little bit so could you run through your role from the start of a client booking to the final show for under the covers function under the covers function band say let's say i've got a show booked in july uh for a wedding and a one a seven piece band. What's your right. what's your go to setup? So uh, obviously, when the call comes in or whatever it is, uh, however we get that lead, mm. um, uh, my role as operations director really starts once the booking is confirmed. Okay. So we have uh, Adam tends to handle a lot of the sales. Uh, we also have a guy called Chris. We used to have another guy called Adam who left us in January. We've replaced him. Uh, we have another salesman in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really only pick up the booking once. Um, the client has agreed what size band on what date at what venue for what price and then it comes over to me and they say now meet james and i go (laughs) great let's let's put this together seriously for you now we've got all that (laughs) the other stuff out the way let's let's have some fun with it so i get the i get the nice nice end of the stick i like to think um but yes so uh what kind of happens um Client comes through to me, I send them, we have a very large repertoire for Under the Covers um, with roughly 200 songs on it. Mm-hmm. I will send, from, there's kind of two aspects to this. There's um, what I have to book um, in terms of uh, staff, I mm-hmm. say staff, staff's the wrong word, contractors um, and um, equipment. And then obviously I have to deal with the client and get all the little things in place, you know, yeah. the logistics side of things. So when we're going to turn up, how we're going to, do the the band set up how long we need when sound check's going to happen yeah. um I, you know and and fairly often with one of the covers bookings it's never as it's never as simple as it seems so there's always lots of little things to try and work around and deal with um so it's a case of planning the logistics so that I can brief uh, the team of guys who's going to be there on the day, um, which you'll have experience. I do. And, I do. Um, and then um, just dealing with their musical sides of, of life. So under the covers, we give um, the bride and groom complete choice on what music they want to hear based on the repertoire. Yeah. So as I say, they get a, they get a, um, a repertoire of 200 songs. They are asked to pick their top 20 or more from that yeah. uh, from that we then send I will send that out to the band leader who will build a set list mm. from that um, that's kind of the client side of things I will also deal with venues so I spend a lot of my time calling venues in, in usually in the immediate run up to events but often before if it's a very big event and needs stages or lighting yeah. rigs and builds um, so I will uh, get in touch with venues just make sure they're ready for us you know make yeah. sure they've got the food for the band and all that yeah. other kind of stuff Limited. <laughs> um, and that's kind of that's kind of it from a client side um, mm. I also go and do the events yeah. a lot of the time um, from, a, from an internal side of things I book 
the contractors. Yeah. So I contact the musicians. Um, I have, we have had some help on that in the last year and a half. A guy called Ben has been doing that. He um, has gone to be an IT professional. So left, it, yeah, he started, his hands started getting crippled because he was playing too much guitar. So he has gone and uh, yes, left. Uh, left us for now uh, on a on an office side of life, but still performing on stage for us. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I book the musical staff in, so I build the teams. Usually, what we sell is generic bands. Um, mm -hmm. We try and steer people clear of. Uh, we try and steer people clear of booking names. Yeah. And um, what they're booking is UTC events. Yes. So we will put on. They we are, we invite them to choose the music we play to record. So the idea is that whoever they get, it should be as good as yeah. as everyone else. Obviously, that doesn't work a lot of the time because a lot of people are like, well, I want. I want the guy with the ginger beard. Yeah. Can we just have him? And it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. fine. So we, we write him into... I know into, exactly if, who if, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> I, really I really hope he listens to this. But yeah, it's, it's, usually, it's usually the vocalists. Yeah. And we're not afraid to write those into contracts if yeah. they're available. But, but what, the, what we want the clients to understand at the end of the day is um, they will get a quality product, whether, yeah. uh, you know, it, it should... Um, should Tom break his leg the day before the performance or um, should you, the vocalist that you've picked get pregnant or mm. have a number one single and go off on tour you know yeah. we, we're not going to drop out on you we're going to give you something that's going to give you a good time yeah. no matter what and I think that's really important um, mm -hmm. that we get that across as well in terms of our, our value for money and what mm. we offer um, that we, we make that clear but yeah amazing no, that's really really cool it's really interesting and, is there, and there's like a wrap up at the end as well is there anything that you do post-show with the clients or with okay. the... Because um, I know that you record every show. Yes. Okay, so we do that for a couple of reasons. Um, probably different from what the musicians think we do that for. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought. Uh, uh, but... We, should be, we need to put like a clickbaity title. <laughs> it's a real reason why UTC events record your shows. Yes. The answer may surprise you. <laughs> no, it's not a... Uh, no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be surprised. We do it for... Because obviously we are contractually bound to um, deliver people music mm. on an evening. So at the very basic level, it's in case we get any problems with our clients mm. coming back to us. So, you know, we're entertaining rooms full of drunken people so we're not without our difficult clients mm. um, especially on the night usually in advance it's fine um, but yeah we're not without them um, and if at a basic level it's to prove that we've done what we did yeah. um, you know that's that should be reasons for that should, should be fair I think yeah. but beyond that um, yes we have started uh, to look at what we can do with all this massive load of recording that we get from gigs beside give it to p uh, musicians to rehearse from mm. I should say um, we also uh, have started doing something that we call encore which is when we get a recording that we particularly like um, and there's uh, yeah, there's many factors that influence that. You tend to, funnily enough, a quick aside here is you tend to find that the best recordings are the worst parties, and the best parties are the worst recordings. Interesting. Just a little aside. It's it's mm. a really interesting one. The the better the band are, the worse the music is usually, because they're having yeah. a good time. It's a really interesting one. So sometimes we could be sat in. You know, Adam will pick something out and he go, "This was this was awful." We'll look at like we'll look at the review from the show and it was a great gig, and you'd be like, <laughs> "Well." we had like the client was in my inbox on a Monday yeah. going they were brilliant we loved whereas, it Thanks whereas if much. the crowd isn't up for it the band are just right well they'll just play we'll exactly. just play their instruments exactly. and they get nothing you know they've not got a sweat on they're not, yeah. they've not got their head up they're looking at what they're doing and it's yeah. like the music is 
Brilliant. So a lot of the time, those are the ones that we end up keeping. And we do tend to go back to, we've started now a thing called Encore, where we go back, when we get a good recording, yeah. we will go back to our clients as sort of a an aftercare, yeah. sort of after sales sort of thing, where we will say, look, we've got a really good recording here of, of the band on your night. Um, it, often we will target wedding people and we will say, look, we, we got your first dance. Yeah. So, you know, it's a unique performance. Do you want it? Last year we pressed, uh, last year we pressed a set of our music to vinyl Ooh. for a client. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's which cool. was cool. It, it kind of is, yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. Um, and we did, we did send a couple of people. I remember we did one in July um, where she had Aerosmith, not I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. It was another one that has been used as a very famous sample in a hip-hop tune, and I can't remember what it is. Oh, Walk This Way? No, not, not Run DMC. No, another, a different one. I, it's, uh, I can't remember what it was. An Aerosmith was song great. that was used in a hip-hop scene. No, that's the only one I know. It was great. I will <laughs> I will find it for you at a later date. But we, we also got, uh, sold that one back to Sharon. She was very happy with that. She Lovely. loved it, and it was brilliant. Hayley did a fabulous job doing the vocals. Excellent. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah a number of things. Okay. That's really cool. So I'm, I'm curious. Have you have you had anyone hit the main street, uh, the mainstream, the, the popular? Interesting. Without Again. mentioning names, obviously. Without mentioning yeah. names. Oh, oh, okay. No, we've not. And I'm really, I'm, I, I would really love it to happen. Yeah. I would, for obvious reasons, it would be called by association. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, there's there's one particular group under the UTC events banner that have got quite big. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have. Yeah. We can go down. I was that thinking road about individual want. individual artists in terms of contractors. Well, that we, we will. No, I tell okay. you what. We will go down that road. We'll in a go second. down that road. In a second. We'll, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you'll get hits. You'll get hits. That's yeah, yeah. what you should. That's what you should tag in if you're yeah, going to tag yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Scoop on. Yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. We'll get to that. No. In terms of individual performers, I'm really surprised we haven't had people from under the covers mm. going on to to greater things. Um, there's one in particular who is lined up to have a single with a believe example yeah. coming up later this year. Amazing. Yeah. Really good. Um, she is gonna smash it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would I would love it. Uh, there are a number of guys that we use that should be doing yeah. it week in week out on the biggest stages possible. I know that's yeah. I know there's a couple of singers that have done well in sort of Europe, and I know there's a couple of the sa- I know at least one of the sax players. Oh, is so doing, some of the instrumentalists is doing is doing amazing stuff with stuff like that. Oh yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what was really funny? DJ, the slight DJ aside here, she she played with last night. I'm going to say this. This is a scoop for you. Okay. So, uh, the girl in question has a lot of trouble, as she can hate me for saying this, has a lot of trouble with DJs who don't key lock. Uh, because when you are trying to play an instrument along to a tune, an yeah. original tune, it makes a lot of sense for you to have it in the key that it of is course. originally in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I got a text from... So, so a lot of the DJs that we use, some of them are, are wise to it and some yeah. of them really aren't. And it's not a problem either way. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, great yeah. DJs who have no idea what a key is yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Um, so she's constantly in touch with me. She sends me pictures of DJ's controllers and goes, where's the key lock button? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just show me where it is. No one will notice. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, and she texts me last night. She was playing yeah. somewhere. And she was like, I'm going to just do it. Is it really cheeky if I just ask to just turn it on? <laughs> and I was like, I text her back. I was like, this is, this is brilliant. Yeah, just do it. Let me know what happens. She's like, I did it. He was fine with it. <laughs> nice. I was like, so even... She doesn't care. Doesn't yeah. care if he's mixing in key. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, 
There you go. I love it. Betty redlined. Betty redlined uh, everything. Uh, I'm not getting into that conversation. <laughs> I'm not getting into the not, media redlined uh, conversation. I, no word of a lie, I have been paid to do... Uh, I, di- I did a DJ gig when I was in uni at a venue in Manchester that shall remain nameless yeah. where I used two computers with two YouTube channels shit you not <laughs> amazing can I name it I, I wouldn't. It's, it's entirely up to you. Well, I'm going to cut this conversation straight away. <laughs> yeah. so while we're on the DJ tip and talking about university, yeah. um, was there anything that you did prior to university that led you towards going, right, I, kn- I know I want to do this? When or... I was 16 and I used to work doing pot wash in a pub called... Uh, it was in the Midlands and it was called... Oh, I can't remember. I bought. A, I, I I knew I wanted to DJ, so I uh-huh. bought. A, I always. I was always the one who put on songs at parties yeah. in every situation. So I bought. Um, I bought a sound system and I bought some lights and nice. I used to do like Friday nights. Do you have the disco day? Set I did. Lights? I very much yeah. did. Although I was cool. young, so I I think I kind of escaped the the cliche disco Dave a little bit just Good. by being yeah. a little bit sort of uh, young and naive. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, it was very much like that. If I'd been ten years down the line, would have been awful. Yeah. So it was literally <laughs> getting DJ kit, university, straight into starting UTC. Yeah. And wow. I used to I used to go uh, I used to go to like all through uni I, I had work in bars and I've always I've always enjoyed work I enjoyed work and being in the social side of life yeah. much more than I enjoyed being in the classroom although I did go there and I did finish the degree mum um, <laughs> <laughs> not that forget it but um, yeah I DJed my way through mm. DJed and worked my way through university so and, and even when I went to SSR later mm. on I never stopped working yeah. Um, yeah. it was just always something that I'd I, I just I enjoy enjoyed I enjoyed working hard. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's just me, isn't it? I think yeah. throughout these podcasts we're gonna find out that I'm the only person who didn't just dig their heels and go, right, I'm going for it instead of just oh, I'm getting an office job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, because you've done some yeah, because Tim's just done ridiculous other I, jobs. Yeah, just okay. some, like, stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember we t- we've talked about this before yeah, yeah, very yeah. briefly. What have mm. you done? You worked uh, worked for a bank. Okay. Worked for an insurance company. Okay. Uh, window cleaning. Window cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Managed an area. But do, don't cleaning, you feel like that's bars. given you? Because uh, uh, a lot of the a lot of people that I work with uh, haven't had experience of any professional scenario uh, yeah. before outside of union, and they're mm. thrust into a work into a world where actually they find work in a lot of the time quite unprofessional circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. I often feel like it can be a, an advantage. There's quite a few guys that have come to us, you know, that haven't come through the RNCM, that have applied, that did work until they were 28, 29, then mm-hmm. thought, do you know what? No, this is too late now. Yeah. I mean, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. So, so they just go off and become a singer or, yeah. or go and get more guitar work or something like that. And it's, it's cool. It gives them a really good perspective. And I think it, it helps you to, a lot of the time I spend... Trying to drill into musicians and engineers that they need to use email and that yeah. they need to structure a calendar, mm. you know, mm. at a very basic level when yeah. they're, when they're twenty one, twenty two, and it's a big thing that you don't get taught as a musician. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, I totally agree. Actually, it's it's one of those things where I kind of there's certain aspects of my job now where I'm having to do a lot more rotary and a lot more emailing and things like that. Where I'm like, wait, am I doing this right? Do I yeah. know how to send an email? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Hang on, I I don't. And, and what you were saying about it being 80 percent when you come on UTC shows, when it being eighty percent of uh, of just, just making, making sure nothing go, goes yeah. wrong, that that's 
that's that's about people skills and yeah. that's about how you work as a professional yeah. in any scheme of work or life that you yeah, go yeah, into yeah, yeah, i imagine yeah. um in that you know it's it's a case of making sure that uh, i don't know the best way to put it but yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah um, you know, just being being having that professional side, being able to yeah. talk to people, being able to communicate, yeah, and that's yeah, something yeah. that the world of work teaches you a lot better than than sitting in your bedroom learning a yeah. baseline teaches exactly. you. I think. Yeah, that's really I mean, important. The, the way I look at it is that I don't know whether you'll agree with this or not, but I think I've I've certainly seen a lot of it is that you can be the best at playing whatever instrument you do, whatever you sing, how best engineer in the world. Mm-hmm. If you can't interact with people and you can't get along with people, then no matter how yeah. you good yeah. you are, you're unlikely yeah. to get called up for work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. Uh, and I'll go a step further than that. When it comes to performers on stage, um, some of our most successful performers have been people who haven't been trained in music, but have been trained in theatre. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you can, um, yeah, it's very difficult. We, we encounter a lot of musicians who are, I can hit every single note. But as I've explained to you already, yeah. the best part is the music's not great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's about letting it out, putting your foot up on the monitor and, and mm-hmm. having a good time. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, it is. And it's in the, in, the work, in the work that I do. And I think, I, I, do you know what? I think that's probably important in a lot of show business, entertainment mm. industry. You, you, you have to get on with people and you have to have a good time, yeah. I think. You've, yeah. you've actually answered the question I was going to ask you. So there we go. Uh-huh. Just recommendations for anyone <laughs> yeah, who wants yeah. to do what you want to do. Well, I just have one recommendation. Don't put your foot on the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, that's, that's my only recommendation. The face Not on Liam's stage right now, anyway. Just like, Not on yeah. Liam's stage. Just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> Not on my stage. Oh, dear. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's fun. All right. Um, well, we're... Uh, we are swiftly moving through our hour cool. here so cool. um i don't know whether you've had time to think about it yet but i'm going to ask you the question I've been dreading this um what's the last it. event that you it. went to the prop the reason why i'm dreading this is because i take holidays where i go far 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 away from my job and work and i try and i haven't i don't go to many shows they prepped me for this this question by the way if that wasn't yeah. we thought we'd, we'd give him a just as we walked in about uh, an hour and 15 minutes ago yeah <laughs> Before we uh, drank our uh, preparatory cups of coffee. Exactly. Um, Yeah, we let you knew. So, yeah, I want you to pick one. We've got an event that you were involved in or an event that you attended as a punter that really blew you away. So I can't, I'm going to say an event that I went to. Uh Um, uh, It wasn't strictly as a punter, but um, I'm always uh, sort of genuinely inspired by the sort of work that goes on, um, and uh, it's more—it's kind of a series of events, really. It's—it's it's a couple of companies that we work with. Um, uh, it, there's a company called Light Tech who are mm. based out in uh, in Cheshire, um, and they do—they uh, complement us a lot. So we tend to find we work with them quite a lot uh, in terms of they—they they do a lot of venue theming, uh, venue styling, um, venue dressing, and lighting, uh, and some of the weddings that they've put together for clients that we've known in the last couple of years have been out of this world insane in terms of trees growing up through function (laughs) rooms and cars suspended from ceilings and all that sort of stuff so I guess um in terms of I'm going to be really boring and say that I'm really sorry uh the best things I see are are in are in the the work that I do because because I'm so invested in what I do um it leaves it actually it leaves very little time for me to want to go anywhere else for my mm. <laughs> uh, for my um, I don't know uh, 
whatever it is, inspiration. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's a fairly very understandable. I think, yeah, I think. Yeah. so. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that. Not to say that I haven't been to some events that have been very very impressive in terms of the mm. way they put on. But again, I, I you know when I grew up, I was involved in in being a D in the in the world of DJing, and I loved electronic music. So um, I've got memories from shows past. You know, Chemical Brothers in in the dance tent at Glastonbury three or four yeah. times was insane. Um, seeing Faithless a couple of points, um, and even even more recently. Um, you know, people like Nathan Fake and the shows that they put on with their visuals and things like that, you know, that I've been exposed to through, from, from friends of mine that have taken me along and stuff. It's really impressive. Um, so those, those are the kind of things that I, are my inspiration, I think. That's good. Oh, looks like a housemate. Is we have a housemate. In. Right, I should have warned you about this before we started. That's all right. That's all right. Take, it's fine. Take it's a couple right. of minutes. That's Stay right. the cat along. Right. We're going to take a break. We'll yeah. be back. Okay, so we've had a brew. We've had a brew. I'm, well, I'm still going through my brew, actually, yeah, so yeah. I apologise for any slurping sounds. There's many slurping noises. Might need to put a gate on this. Let's <laughs> do this Mackie 1402. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't really gone into our gear that we use to record. Oh, and we're not going, going to. <laughs> <laughs> production values, yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not Get talking about that. the production values of this podcast, because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it... <laughs> <laughs> holding on by our fingernails but it's all good no it's, it's a better I, I'm impressed with the setup gents thank you thank you it can always be better it yeah always be better. Course, well yeah of course we're going to have uh, there's going to be in a year from now we're going to have room mics we're going to have Joe Rogan ain't going to have I'm waiting right. for the yes. webcam exactly I'm waiting for the webcam we're going to have the webcam we're going to live stream on YouTube um, animated like animate. Ricky Gervais yeah 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 we'll have some animations excellent yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, we might have to outsource that to certain people. They like our fans of the podcast. Of course, we'll, we'll have some by then. Our fan, <laughs> um, our fan. Hi, Dad. Um, and the dog. Sorry. And the dog. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Gerald. Greg. Greg. Gregory. 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 We make podcasts with Chelsea supporters. Maybe yeah. you should know better. <laughs> well, you know, if it was an Arsenal one, it would just always finish fourth in the iTunes charts. Well, yes. <laughs> Right, that's anyway, enough, that's another twenty seconds <laughs> gone. Yeah. I didn't even bring it up. That was our guest. Okay, okay. So we've asked a question. You're uh, obviously a workaholic, so you don't get to enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy tension? No, no, that's completely wrong. I enjoy myself all the time. Yeah, yeah, all the time. So let's talk about the times you didn't necessarily enjoy yourself. The okay. most. Well, before we before we get to that, I want to hear about the the event that you've worked at that you've really just gone yeah that, that was that was one for the top of the list we smashed it yeah okay so uh it was we do a band called uh or a show band which is um uh, sort of uh, caters for the real high end of the um sort of private entertainment market we like to uh provide sort of seven eight nine ten hours of live music throughout wow. the course of a wedding day usually um we service a lot of high-end events with it um in, and a lot of uh, what we tend to do because of the uh, cultural nature of what's expected we tend to do a lot of jewish events with that because dancing is a much more intricate uh, and mandatory part of, of yeah. that celebration so uh, there's a lot more call for 
live music mm. um, uh, throughout the course of the evening. So, so yeah, we, we put a band together called Aura Showband to check it out. Um, the, um, the, uh, the, the, the best show we ever did with that one. So, so we use a number of different, when we do the Jewish side of that, we use um, a number of different vocalists um, of Israeli descent. Um, and uh, uh, the, the one that we did in particular was in August of 2011. 15, I want to say, although it may be 14, uh, at the Midland Hotel in Manchester, if you know it, they've got the Alexandria Suite, which is sub-level, um, and we kitted the whole thing out. You know, we were working with um, a planner at the time um, called Jenna, who uh, runs a, a very small private events company uh, out in Hale. Uh, she's fabulous, really good. Uh, we worked with her, so she did the whole planning and management of, of the wedding. And then um, uh, we just came along and played. It was a beautiful stage, white carpets, white backdrops, yeah. the whole works. No, no expense had been spared yeah. in the, the transforming of the Alexandria suite. Mm. At you the had Midlands. a white grand piano, I think, I remember. When, uh, we did have a white grand piano yeah. that we wheeled out for. So when, when we did after, the, for anyone that knows the way that Jewish events or weddings Simcha's work is um, we uh, we do Israeli Israeli dancing at various points during the evening, and then between that, when they sort of sit for dinner, um, we then did some sort of more loungy kind of stuff. Wheeled a uh, white grand piano out onto the dance floor, Amazing. did some schmaltzy <laughs> crooning <laughs> along those lines. Um, we then had uh, it's a guy called Roy who used to play keyboard uh, for us. Roy, we put him right. in a so for the party set at the end, um, we we were going to play Jump by Van Halen. So we stole him off stage a song before that happened, put him in a white tuxedo, just put a white keytar, wireless white nice. keytar around oh his my, neck oh and God. shoved him out. And he just went into the crowd and started playing boom, boom. It was incredible. So we smashed the back end off that. Like we had everything. Yeah, we had yeah. costume. It was the first show that we'd really done. In fact, I think it was 14, you know, because it must have been. This is the first proper show that we'd done where we had, you know, we had costume people. We had a team of 20 people, all of whom were phenomenally good. Um, uh, we had two or three costume changes throughout the evening. We had three or four different band lineups all rotating on stage. We gave Lucinda a hell of a time on yeah. <laughs> operating the tech, trying to get it all done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, but you know the feeling that we got from it at the end. You know we had the client up. It was also the same event where the client, the groom, joined the big band. All the band got on stage towards the end of the evening, just after the guy had done his groom speech and um, he joined us for Ain't That A Kick In The Head by Dean Martin and nice. it was incredible he just went all around the room just sort of uh, yeah off on one loving the band and everyone went crazy and it was it was probably the most successful event that I've done I amazing think. no that's really really good yeah no I that's, that's one that I hear about a lot actually it's yeah no I've, I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen Lucinda who is uh, a friend of the show but we'll hopefully be on. Has she been on? No, yeah. she's going to be. I'm hoping she's going to be. Yeah. Well, keep that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah keep yeah, that yeah. one in my diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's great. She's a very very good, good. engineer. Taught me a lot. And um, yeah, I, would, I, would I remember her that. face like talking to her about it and her being like, "Yeah, it was it was crazy. But yeah, it was great. It was. And we learned a lot. You know, we did it with a very skeleton tech team at the mm. time. Uh, it was the first time we'd we'd taken on something like that, and it was um, it was a lot to get ahead around. I mean, you know, you've you've done aura shows with us since yeah. then. Uh, you know how how uh, you know we're trying to increase the production value with with the resource that we've got. So mm. uh, yeah, you know how difficult they are to, to yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah. when you get it right, um, yeah. it's 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot about rhythm. It's a lot about the rhythm of the show and stuff, and how. Um 
you know it's because it's so constant there's always music happening it's mm -hmm. you don't really get that time to stop and go right what's happening now um on the actual one of the last shows that i did uh sam who is my housemate and is also the technical director at, um yeah, technical he's, manager uh, and uh, he's UCC got events. many a title many titles. many a title technical title. technical dog's body um, head of audio <laughs> event manager yeah 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 head of audio um and he was really really helpful in that because he would just like you know i'm doing front of house um we've got we've set up an ipad thing it's pretty solid connection so i'm at the front i'm just waiting you know you've got okay we've got uh, a jewish dancing set and then we've got a three-piece coming on to do like some lounge music for one of the one of the uh one of the meals and then they're gonna go and then we've got a little bit of speeches and they're gonna go and then him just coming coming round and being like right this is what's happening next this is what you need to make sure is unmuted yeah. and stuff like that yeah. oh yeah we've got the dj i've got, I've got yeah. james james is playing dj is his dj <laughs> with a saxophone and percussionist all right cool wonderful sweet um, sometimes purely only israeli music as well yeah That's exactly the extent to which we'd say yes yeah yeah, yeah i have yeah, yeah. done 45 minute sets of just pure Israeli pop music, and it's which amazing, is terrifying, it is, it's incredible, terrifying. Um, is the what beat it matching was. is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. well, <laughs> <Montage>. <laughs> exactly. it worked. They danced. Yeah, it was fine. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, since you ducked the first question, then um, I kind of want to hear about some of the times where it hasn't necessarily gone so right, but you still got through it. Oh, there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, Okay, so I've done all sorts of things at shows. Um, I There was one time where, just on a personal level, there was one time where um, at the end of the evening we'd done a big band performance. We were out in a teepee in a guy's garden in uh, Old Liege. And um, he, we got to the end of the evening and all the band had gone and I'd sort of half packed up and I was just keeping the tunes rolling. He came up and said, oh... Can we just can we just James? We just carry on going for another hour or, or two. We're just really enjoying it. Wait to stay. Now, normally, I'm really disciplined, and I say, "I'm really sorry. We've got a show tomorrow. I've got to go." Yeah. On this occasion, I was like, "No, do you know what? I will. I will. I, do you know what? I will continue to play. But you have. You're gonna. At this point, it's like two o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna need a beer. And I'm gonna need a bed if that's gonna happen. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> so uh, he was said yes. That's absolutely fine. So uh, a few beers later, got to about four or five in the morning. We stopped, and um, I. He then took me into the room that he was gonna put me in, and it was white. I, like this guy had a really nice house, and it was pristine. And he was just like, just go on the sofa. And I was like looking down at myself, having been in the TP for the last 14 hours. I just went, can I just get some blankets and I'll just go back out into the TP? And he was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So I went, I did that. I was like, fine, right, I'm going to get up. I woke up at like eight, nine the next morning. I was like, right, I'm going to get out of here. This is just shame now. I need to leave before they wake up. No worries. So I packed up all my gear, did everything I needed to do. And then I was like, right, let's get it all in the van. At which point I realised that when I'd been in to see the room, I'd taken up my bag with my wallet, my keys, my phone and everything into the house oh, and they'd locked the entire house. Oh, no. So I had to hang around in this guy's garden until about 11 o'clock in the morning until they woke up and then knock on the window. I was like, yeah, I'm still here. Have <laughs> uh, a bacon sandwich in my van keys, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. Remember me? So yeah, uh, that was awful. But in terms of in terms of um, we've we've had many uh, little issues. I'm, I'm pleased to say we've not had many complaints, which is mm. which has been great. They've always been dealt with well. But there's always yeah. there's always issues with live events. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we've had um, uh, we've had nans falling downstairs just Ooh. as we're about to do the first dance, and then having to stop and wait for an hour and a half for an ambulance. Yeah. We've had um, we've had musicians. Fortunately, touch wood, and this is a really big touch wood. We've never not sent the amount of musicians to a show that we should have. So we've never had any problems with the guys. You know, uh, having. Uh, problems getting to shows mm. or having accidents or anything like that. Mm. Touch wood, we've been really lucky and I really hope that continues until the end of my days. Um, uh, other big problems? Um, uh, I don't know. We, we have a lot of like social things within UTC. Obviously working with so many people, not everyone gets on with everyone else and you have to sort of keep an eye on that. Wow. Um, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Big problems in terms of gigs. I don't know. Fortunately, we're blessed with such good engineers that normally they would go <laughs> 99.9% right. Yeah. I think also that shows the preparation that goes into it and the forethought. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Those things are only ever difficult to deal with if you're yeah. not at least yeah. expecting something yeah. or prepared for something to go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. You, I mean, you guys know the, the level to which you have to prep gear yeah. that goes out. Just at yeah. a basic level, you know, how are you going to deal with... Um, you know, we had a show last year where uh, a bride had specifically told me on her repertoire that she sent back that she didn't want a certain song playing amongst mm. another few songs. Now, when I'd sent that over to the band leader, one of those songs had gotten into the set list. They played it towards the end of the second set and it was a song that mm. they played at her late father's funeral. Mm. So she went, she came running up stage, she was like, I specifically said, you know, don't do this. Uh, obviously, really bad. So in terms of preparation like that, yes, that's an example of, you know, mm. we should have prepared a little bit better and we've learned a lesson from that, or I did anyway. Um, but yeah, it go, in every form of it, you know, the way that you're talking to the contractors that you employ, the way that you're talking to the clients, the relationships that I think you establish with both equipment and people prepare you for those situations and mm, enable yeah. you to deal with them, uh-huh. I think, mm. um, because you're always going to get them. Brilliant. Yeah. That has been pretty fascinating, to be honest. Okay, good. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, from the, the brief <laughs> conversations that we have had when... Um, I've been freelancing and working alongside you. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of questions and it's it's definitely answered a lot of my curiosities okay. about how you managed to, to put together mm. several bands in one evening, let cool. alone having one covers band yeah, play yeah, in yeah. an evening. Cool. So it's been really well, good. Well, um, so where can people keep up in touch with you? Where can people find you if they want to well, listen, see what you're up to? I was, I was actually just going to say, especially where you guys are concerned, but, but wider audience in general my door is never shut to anyone it can't afford to be in this unit so in this industry sorry not this unit so um the best thing is let's go for coffee always Uh that's my uh, you know if i can speak to people i can do it face to face then that's the best way to keep up with what's going on beyond that um yeah www.utcevents.co.uk is always a great one um we are trying to be more um vocal on facebook we've not been great with our social media in the past Mm -hmm. so um expect to see more of us from that way in the future are you Um, developing your website at the moment as yeah well. we've got a new one coming out um as soon as we can get it out basically yeah. it was really funny we did uh, an analysis on our business uh, at the end of last year to see where our, a lot of our business was coming from and not enough of it is coming mm. from online so we've we, we, i'm in the process of mixing um we've made 16 new videos featuring a lot of our um a lot of our popular vocalists or a lot of our regular vocalists so keep an eye out for those some of those are next level next level really good videos some yeah. of the, some of the guys did really well so that's the best way just keep out or or pop in and see me for a coffee you know mm. um i'm always uh, always open lovely 
Brilliant. Thank you very much. No worries. Absolute pleasure, gents. Thank you. Cool. So that was the podcast with Mr. James Langton of UTC. Wonderful man. Yeah. Very accommodating. It was. Um, just to set the scene, mentioned it when we walked in, but there is a, when we walked into his flat, uh, I've not been there before, one corner there was an acoustic guitar ready to go, in the other corner there was uh, an upright piano, um, stacks of vinyl, yeah. very nice speakers, lots and lots of DJ bits and pieces. He's a guy that's obviously well into his music mm-hmm. uh, and has turned his passion into uh, a job. Exactly. Yeah, it was lovely meeting him. Makes a good cup of coffee. Exactly. Good chat. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. no, it was great. Um, if you want to stay in contact with us, um, you can go to our Facebook, which is at ProValuesCast, and our Twitter, which is also at ProValuesCast. Um, Instagram. Yeah, Production Values Podcast. And if you just want to drop us an email, then it's Production Values Podcast at gmail.com. But yeah, you can find us on Acast and iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, please like and subscribe and, you know, share it to whomever you might find, whom, whoever you might think would find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely subscribe to us on iTunes and set to automatic downloads. Um, it should be out this we should be out pretty much on the 15th of the month every time, every month. So, um, And then we might throw in a couple of bonus ones. So if you don't get the automatic download, you might miss out. And everyone who listens to the podcast will be like, have you not listened to this one yet? And you'll be like, no. And you'll have that big fear of missing out. So, you know, that's a serious thing. So, uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you, uh, <laughs> this is the first one of our podcasts that you're listening to, then there are two other episodes, uh, one with Melvin Coote, who is my boss and Liam's employment provider. Exactly. Um, and then there's also just me and Liam sat either side of the table that we're sat at right now, just having a chat about stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, keep spreading the word. Keep your eyes out. Um, we'll have a new guest for you soon. Yay! Yeah. All right. Look See after yourselves. Take care. Bye. Bye.